Welcome to another episode of Wood Couture Podcast. In today's program, we are having my friend Dimitris Manikis, president for Wyndham Hotels and Resort, Europe, Middle East, Africa, and as you will say, don't forget Eurasia, which is one of the most important regions for them. Uh, for certain, today you realize one thing about Dimitri. He never wears the same glasses, he never tells you the same story, and uh, above all, he's always positive and cheerful. Dear Dimitri, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, good morning, Filippo. Good morning from uh, not as, uh, not as uh, positive London. It's raining here in London, but you know, I hope it is what it is. Good morning, and I know that you are in Dubai where the sun is shining, so, so good, good, good to be with you. Excellent. Thank you for the invitation. I, I, I'm very excited because you're always a positive person and uh, you always have the good story, <laughs> as I mentioned in the introduction. But um, let, 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 let's, talk, uh, let's dive in let, uh, into Dimitri's life. And um, 30 years of experience, 27 with RCI, and since 2018 is uh, Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. And uh, where it all started, let's go back. Where you started? When did you realize hospitality is for you? Oh wow! This is this is. Uh, I, I hope I can remember. So, um, my my family ran uh, ran the series of supermarkets and delicatessens back back in Athens. And and when I was a kid, uh, I used to to go and help my father during the summer. And I was amazed. Uh, I was amazed of his culture. And then he was always, always had a smile on his face. He would always serve the customers. And every, every night, you know, that uh, he was giving us a lesson, me and my younger brother, he said, no matter what you do, there's two things you need to remember. You've got to love people and you've got to love what you do. And, and, and then I realized, you know what, what is the, what is the industry that actually uh, is about loving people? And, and I thought, you know what, uh, it's definitely hospitality. So, so after I finished uh, my my first studies in the university, I I joined the Intercontinental in Athens as a as a management trainee. It was back in the 80s, uh, and I fell in love with hospitality. Uh, and I said to myself, "This is it. You know, that's that's the job that I'm going to do going forward. Uh, I'm not going to win a Nobel Prize, obviously, but uh, but I'm uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and make people happy by working in the in the happiest industry of all. So so I I. I I went. I did my I did my training program for a year and a half. I loved it, and then I said to myself, "You know what? I, I just need some experience abroad." So I answered this advert. Uh, uh, it was this timeshare company called RCI that was looking for people. Uh, they hired me. Uh, don't know really why, but they did uh, back back in back in uh, the nineties, and 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 I joined them, and I had a ball. I, I mean, Filippo, uh, it was it was a great business. It was a business that was run by a, by an entrepreneur at that time, a private owner, uh, who really was my mentor. See, Crystal Dehan. She, she unfortunately she passed away about a year ago, but she was she was a remarkable woman. She she, she taught me everything that I knew. She you know she allowed me to do things my way. She allowed me to travel, go to incredible places. I've traveled in so many different destinations around the world, and and in in nineteen, I think it was nineteen eighty six, she sold the business, uh, or nineteen ninety six actually, she sold the business to Sendent, uh, a, a huge conglomerate at that time, and then we became corporate owned, and obviously Wall Street owned, and and then uh, you know the journey changed completely. You know we we are still expanded, we still grew our business, but in in a different environment, and. And, you know, and we grew then. I, I, I spent five years in South Africa as the managing director for, for RCI and Wyndham Destinations in, in, in Africa, which, again, wow, was, was a completely different perspective altogether. And as you said, uh, uh, three years ago, um, they, I was given the opportunity to run Wyndham Hotels and Resorts for the EMEA region as the, as the local president. And, uh, uh, what an amazing journey that was! I mean, a completely different ball game, and, and and still, still a great, a great journey to be at. So I am blessed, uh, Filippo. I am blessed for the people that they gave me the opportunity. I'm blessed that my father and my mother um, that gave me the, the, you know, the right, uh, the right ingredients and the right guidance uh, to start this journey. So that's more or less how it happened. It's quite interesting because you are very consistent. Yeah, in every interview, you mention your father. Absolutely, to be your life mentor. And I like yes. one quote, and that you said, 
uh, I learned the value of high customer service, which is very relevant in yeah. the industry we are in. Positive look and hard work have been the foundation of the success. Yes. T tell me a bit more. What, what, is, what was it like seeing your father work? Yes. What, what does it mean? Give us an example of high customer service. So, 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 so I'll tell you, you know, you're right. I, I did talk about, about my father uh, quite a lot. He's 93 years old. We lost, we lost my mother four months ago uh, and, and, and that he's been with for 60 years. And that was a, a big blow, uh, as you can imagine, devastating for our family. But I'll tell you a few things about my father. He, he, he grew up uh in the when greece was occupied during the the second world war uh he he never went to school he only finished uh first grade he was the oldest of six uh he he was an orphan uh since since he was 10 years old and uh he fought his way through uh he he learned how to read and write um, um you know when he was 18 uh it was the first time that he learned how to read and write and one of the stories that he kept on telling me as I was growing up is that, uh, you know, is one of these anecdote stories, you know, in your age, no matter what my age was, even now that I'm 53, he said, I don't, I didn't have shoes to wear. That's why I have so many shoes. I have the obsessions of, of, of buying shoes because he always kept telling me, I, I thought success is about owning shoes because my father kept on telling me, you know what, in your age, I didn't have shoes to wear. So um, he, he, you know, he grew up, he, 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 he did an, an amazing career and he sold his business and, and he retired successfully. But, but I saw him, I saw him at work and, and, and for him, it didn't matter who it was you know it, it was a customer or not it was a provider a supplier for him it was always about building those relationships it's a, it was about building that customer ethics and values and 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 so seeing him in action i realized you know what no matter what you do in life no matter what industry you're in no matter what you study and what you don't study if you are good with people and you have those values embedded in you you're doomed to be successful uh, there, there's no other chance than, than than success. And 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 one of the things that I keep on telling my girls as well, I've got two teenage daughters, is no matter again, no matter what you do in life, if you have those values embedded in you, success will come on its own. You just but and remember the the other thing that again he he told me he he you know he, he I learned from him and I saw it in action is exactly what you said: hard work, uh, hard work. No matter what you do, if you don't work hard is not gonna is not gonna happen uh, and that's exactly what i did and that's exactly what he did and learned from him so that's that's kind of how where where it got me today so well and uh, i think his mantra live today because uh, you're always positive always positive <laughs> you always have a story to tell you always have good stories no matter what you never repeat the same story you must write a book on that <laughs> and, 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 and last but not least, it's very true, you know, with, uh, you're friendly with everybody. I think, are you friendly with your enemy? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I, 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 first of all, I, I don't believe in the enemies. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe, I don't think, you know what, um, uh, Philippe, I don't think people um, wake up in the, in the morning and say, I'm going to destroy somebody's day today. I, I think people, uh, people are behaving uh, the way they do because, because of circumstances. I think it's circumstances that drive people's behavior. And if you build the circumstances around you and you try to be as positive as you can and you try to have a, a positive attitude towards people, that actually changes people's behavior and, and they have to adapt to the circumstances. I've never been in a circumstance where I, I, I wanted to ruin somebody's day or, or be aggressive or an enemy to somebody. I mean, that's, that's not what we're here for. You know, life is too short um, and, and we, we are privileged to be given the opportunity to enjoy it and, and either making enemies or making people uncomfortable or making people's days miserable. It's not what we're supposed to be doing. So, you know, put a smile on your face and, and, and be positive about it and then just, just move on. Uh, that's, that has always been my mantra. Uh, yeah. That has always been my case. You mentioned the, the, the founder of uh, RCI, which is your very first global employer, le, 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 let's call it. And, uh, and yes. um, the question I have for you, how was working for her? And what was the most valuable lessons you took out that you keep with you in life and work from, uh, from this experience? Wow. 
Wow, wow. Um, she, she taught me so many things. Um, uh, she sold the business. Uh, and I have to tell you another story about Crystal because she, she, she touched so many people's lives. She sold the business, uh, I, I began back in the 90s, uh, for a billion dollars. Uh, she, she, and she spent most of her money in philanthropy. She devoted her life in building Crystal House schools, uh, schools for deprived children in India, um, in South Africa, in, in Latin America, even in the US. And I have the pleasure of being at the board of Crystal House uh, schools for Europe. And, and she, she, she always saw the good in people. She was a shrewd businesswoman. She, she knew what she wanted. Uh, you know, she survived a lot of unforeseen circumstances, but she had this love about people and she loved her team. And, 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 and again, I know that we talk about love a lot, but, but it's such an important ingredient in everything that we do, right? And, and, and the, the lesson that I've learned for her is learn how to deal with the cards you've been served. And one of the things that I keep on, you know, saying to my team as well, control the controllables. Uh, you know, the things that you cannot control, don't worry about it. Just focus on the things you can control and then focus on the things that you can make a difference. She, 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 was, she was a great, a great woman, a great entrepreneur, a great business person. But at the same time, she knew that she had to give back to, to, to society. And that's exactly what she did. And, and, and for me, that's, that's the essence of, of successful people. It's not just about making money for themselves. It's what you do for, for humanity as well. And this is, this is a great lesson. Uh, I will never forget that. Wow. It's, um, you had two mentors in your life, which is incredible. Yeah, Your father, obviously, is family, but also... Yes. How, how would you relate in, in some respect? Because I don't know what she was when she died, uh, Christelle, but uh, I think she, she wasn't uh, quite very mature yes. Uh, person. Yeah, yes, and, yes, uh, yes. How, how would you relate what you've learned from Christelle to what you learned from your father? I don't know whether they were the same <laughs> age class, but... No, 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 no. My father is... I, in in yes. terms of my, my way of working, the way with the... In the yeah. Look, again, same, same thing. They, they shared so many characteristics. First of all, they're both entrepreneurs. Uh, they, they, and and they, they grew up in very adverse environments. Uh, you know, uh, Crystal uh, migrated to the United States of America and, and fought her way through. So, so very unforeseen circumstances. Third, uh, they, they, they both saw the good, the bad, and the ugly on people. Uh, you know, when you when you grow in these circumstances, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly on people. And fourth and most important, they they always they, they both shared exactly the same values in terms of how you care about your customers, what do you do about your people, and 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 most importantly, you know that that business is 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 just a job, it's not a religion. You know, you 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 take it on the chin and you move on. And, and that's exactly what I've learned as well from my dad. I, you know, I saw him, I saw him in unforeseen circumstances, how he reacted. And I saw Crystal doing exactly the same, how she reacted in circumstances that personally I would have said, you know what, I'm going to give up. But I saw her diligence and I saw her commitment and passion. And I said, oh, my God, there's so much to learn from this woman, uh, exactly as I did from my dad. Uh, so, so they share a lot of characteristics, but uh, obviously, um, you know, my dad didn't sell his business for a billion dollars because I wouldn't be here uh, now talking to you. I would probably go fishing on a Greek island. So I, I still have to work very hard. But uh, but you know what? It's uh, it's still it's still there's it a parallel story there. It's same values. Uh, it's incredible. I, I, I think you, I think is is incredible the the amount of you know, value that you gain in, in having two mentors like that is incredible, no matter who you work for, but it's the people really that, that uh, yes. you know, shape you, let's put in that way. I want to, I want to ask you something because um, I think what is remarkable about you, uh, Dimitri, is that and I find <laughs> it amazing myself. And I have to say, I've not been able to do it. You've been with RCI for 27 years. And, yeah. that, and that is commitment, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, we, I'm, I'm happy to take any argument about that. And, uh, and uh, so my question is, but how is it like to eat the same soup every day for 27 <laughs> years? Because, you know, it's, uh, nowadays people don't stay in organization for 12 months. 
and you stayed for 27 <laughs> years. What's the secret? What kept you going? True. True. What kept true. you going? Thank God, thank God it's not my wife asking me how you, you kept being married to me for 25 years. So, so I'll tell you, it's probably the same. It's probably the same recipe. It's probably the same recipe. It's, uh, first of all, they've given me opportunities that, that I, 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 I wouldn't even dreamt of. Uh, they, they sent me to places that uh, opened up my horizons. They, I've traveled to India. I lived in Middle East. I lived in India. I lived in Turkey. Uh, I, I lived in, in, in Spain, um, uh, you know, I lived in South Africa, I traveled in, in places, in incredible places. And, and one thing about working for an entrepreneur like Crystal, she made every day look different. How did she do that? With her entrepreneurial spirit. You know, we would sit in a boardroom, she would come up with an idea and she would say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go after this. So never, a day was never the same. The other, the other thing that she managed to do is build the culture. She built a culture around her of people that they were like, they were like kamikazes. You know, we, we wouldn't care less. We would go after business. Uh, you know, we would grow the business. We, we didn't mind if it was weekends or, or, or holidays. We would travel and just pursue the business. So, so it was the culture, the values. It was the incredible journeys and the incredible people that I've met. Plus the team, the team she built around her was was all of the same all of the same culture one of the things that I, I like to say is like sometimes you don't hire for skills but you hire for attitude you know if you have the right attitude if you if, if you if if everybody is in the team and has the right attitude you've got you've got the recipe of success you know okay if you're a pilot you hire for skills because you know you need to you need to fly the plane but 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 in our industry attitude uh, Filippo is so important uh, and, and that's what she did. She built a team of people with the right attitude, and she she, she just allowed us to do to do what what was best and, and to do what was the right for the business. So that gave me going, and that renewed the vows and the energy every year, every year, almost every week was a different week. So there was no reason to be bored because I was enjoying it. I was, you know, meeting incredible people doing incredible journeys and being to incredible destinations. So I was blessed. Uh, I was blessed. I, I felt I felt extremely, extremely lucky. And, and the last comment and the last point is that I wanted to give back to her as well. I wanted to, to do as much as I could for the opportunity that, that she gave me in my early years to, 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 to you know, to, to build that career. So I wanted to give back to her. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that I'm part of her success as well. And, and that kept me going. That's it, really. How, how difficult was that day that you say, you know what, guys, I, I, I'm going to hand my resignation or I quit. How did you feel? 27 Whoa. years. I get less if oh I murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> But how did you hopefully feel? you hopefully you won't have to do that? No, no, I won't. But uh, you know, with that, for, for me, I see as a very long time. But I see remarkable. I admire your commitment and dedication. But also, I would love to know how he feels to hand over that letter, that message of 27 years commitment to, I, like, say goodbye I, to a family after 27 years. True, 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 true. Uh, it, it was tough. Uh, Crystal, Crystal was gone. She had sold the business, so she was out of the business. Uh, we were all part of Wyndham Worldwide. You know, Wyndham Worldwide is, is, was at that time, before we spun off the business, one of the biggest conglomerates in hospitality. Um, and, and, and I realized at some point, you know, I was in South Africa for five years. I was commuting backwards and forwards, uh, you know, spending time with the family. And, and I said to myself, you know what? It's a time for a change. Uh, and, and that job became available uh, in, in, in London. And I said to myself, you know what? There's, before I, I hand over my career and, and, and I move on, I think there's only one thing that I need to learn. Uh, and, and, you know, I need to understand more about, you know, what the hotel industry is all about and, and, and what the other part of Wyndham is actually doing. I didn't expect them to hire me uh, because I'm not a hotelier, uh, uh, but they did. Uh, they did. I, I, you know, we, I, at some point I'm going to ask them why they did, but they did. Uh, and this is another, you know, uh, again, uh, I, I'm so blessed uh, and, and I look at humble uh, with humbleness in terms of my life, 
why would somebody give me the second chance, uh, an opportunity to learn uh, to learn so much in an industry which, you know, RCI and, and we were, you know, Wyndham destinations that we used to work for was part of hospitality, but but to understand and learn so many things about hotels and, and for me to be blessed to be given that opportunity is just amazing. So I, I, I would like to thank uh, the CEO, you know, Jeff Balotti, who, who gave me that opportunity and, and, and hired me. And I, I had a ball, you know, I learned so many things. I remember the first day I, I, I went into Hammersmith, our office, and, and we I met my direct reports and probably they're looking at me like, what is this guy doing here? Obviously they knew me from, because we know we were one, one company as Wyndham, uh, and and they, they had the first meeting and they were talking using all these three letter words like ADR and, and all of that. And I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? I, I don't. I need. I need to understand what these guys are talking about. You know, I don't know all that. So, but it, it, that was an exciting part. Uh, you know, learning, uh, and I still learn. I still learn every day, and I'm so blessed. Again, uh, I have the right people, the right team, the right attitude uh, of people around me. So that is what kept me going. Uh, but it was it was tough. It was a very tough decision. But uh, but I had to do it. I, I, I had to go out there in the in the wide world, wide world, the brave, brave world of hospitality. I had to do it, Philippe. Uh, I had to, so. it, it, and I did. Incredible, incredible. You know, I think you you play very humble, but uh, you know, you, you are a master of of your own uh, faith. Because uh, I will come on to that because I want to discover more more about your glasses. Because uh, I'm not gonna let it go. I have a killer question for that. You know, before or later. And uh, <laughs> hey, anything would happen to you, I am sure that the people of Luxottica have to come and see you. There is no one person <laughs> that knows more about frame, color, style, fashion than you. So, you know, you know how to build a brand by wearing different glasses. So I come to that. But I want to ask you something. Somebody asked you once, what would you change about uh, the industry? And you said, I would like to change the perception of a career in hospitality. You know, yeah. is uh, tell me more about that. I, I know where you're going, but tell me more, please. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think uh, you know, as I was growing up, uh, I always thought as well the same. You know, I'm not going to serve coffee. You know, is that is, is hospitality about serving coffee? And it's not. Uh, I believe that hospitality is one of the most exciting uh, industries in the world. Uh, and uh, and as I used to say to my team, you know, you might not win the Nobel Prize working with me, but a Nobel Prize winner still needs a holiday, and that's exactly what we that's exactly what we're going to give people. Um, what what I meant by that is that young kids uh, today probably they don't see uh, uh, hospitality as an industry to have a career, and and I would like to prove the contrary. I have some amazing uh, talent uh, around me and, you know, young kids who decided, you know what, this is the industry for me. And and they've been extremely successful. They're building a great career. They are doing great stuff uh, with, and, and it's not just about serving coffee. It's not about, you know, working as a waiter or as a waitress in a, in a coffee bar. Um, and I just remember the, so the song now. Uh, it, 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 it's about, it's about what you do and it's about loving people. So I want to do everything that I can to actually make sure that everybody remembers that no matter what you do in life, hospitality is an industry that is here to stay, has an amazing future. And it's not just about serving coffee. It's so many other things that, that you learn working in our industry. And, and I, I do believe that, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I think people realize that this industry is here to stay. Uh, if we can survive this, we can survive anything. Uh, in life. So I'm very bullish. I'm very bullish about the future. And I want to make sure that everybody who is in hospitality keeps on telling those young kids out there who are looking for a bright career, join us, come on board. This is a fun industry to be. It's about people and you're going to have a blast. So why not? Do, do you think come the, on board. the educational sector of hospitality, you know, we have fantastic schools uh, all over the world. But do you think the education sector have done any justice to this? Have they progressed with relevant content on the study modules? Or, or are we still behind, you know, many other industries like finance or, you know, the likes of Harvard that promote, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean talent, you know, I mean, uh, 
has the hospitality education sector done enough to to promote the, the beauty of our industry? I think I think they do. I think they do. I, I in the last three years I had the privilege of spending time at the Hague. I had the privilege of spending time at the Ecole Atelier de Lausanne. I had the I have um, you know we, we are doing business with Sara University, with Bournemouth University. We have interns program. They're doing a phenomenal job. Um, they're doing a phenomenal job. They 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 do a lot of work. They get some great talent. But but you know uh, it it's it never ends, and we need to make sure that we all keep keep on doing that and being persistent. Uh, one of the things that I learned from Lausanne, and I don't know if it's still the case, that forty five percent of the graduates actually don't stay with hospitality; they move on wow. to financial services or banking or private equity. Why? Because because the 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 graduates from hospitality schools. They learn about skills. They they learn about people. They learn how to how how to treat people in in unforeseen and difficult circumstances. They learn about a wider variety of subjects, and and they are they are very sought after you know employees, right? Uh, so we need to make sure, and it's not just the schools, uh, Filippo. It's us as well. We need to make sure that we keep on reminding every single day, wherever we can, media interviews webinars, conferences. We need to make sure to remind people that hospitality is here to stay and is an amazing industry to be part of. So it's not just the schools, it's all of us. All of us, we need to work together to make sure, to make sure that this happens. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, there are many industries that are, you know, from employment to uh, gender equality. Let's stay within employment. Uh, how, how do you feel... Uh, uh, hospitality have done in terms of you know raising the bar on gender equality more women in senior positions and so forth i mean you talk about christelle she was a businesswoman she was a leader she was everything so a good yeah. example how did we do compared to you know other industry i i think i think we're getting there i think we're getting there it's uh, you know the, the, the challenge with hospitality needs a lot of commitment and sacrifices so i think that we're gradually getting there it's a long you know uh, this thing is is not a sprint it's a marathon right and we always have to remember that it's 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 a marathon you, you know rome wasn't built in one day so so we need to do more work we need to to you know uh, and as you can see uh, you know, LGBTQ rights and, and, and gender equality and gender pay and, and, and promoting promoting more women into senior positions. I think it's happening. It's, it's, it's not going to change overnight. So we always have to remember that this is a process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But we are extremely, extremely hopeful about the future. Uh, I see it happening. I see some great female leaders. Uh, you know, in our in our industry, I need some. I need some. I see some great GMs leading leading hotels. I'm very excited, but we shouldn't make this just a showcase. It's not about showcasing. Oh, look how great we are! It's about embedded it in our culture. It has to be part of our DNA. And this is what I'm really proud. And you, you talk about Wyndham and how difficult it was that decision. I'm really proud to work for, for Wyndham Hotels and Resorts because that's part of our values. That's part of, of who we are and our DNA of the company. So so it will take time. It is a marathon, but but some really, really great progress is happening. Really great progress. What about sustainability? Obviously, again, there are industries that are really pushing for it, but within the hospitality, is it real? Or is a, a fad? I mean, give me a no. straight answer. What, what do you think? Wow. Is, is it is. About? It is very real. It is very real. It is very real. The the investors are making it real. Uh, the 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 owners are making it real. Uh, uh, the brands are making it real. The, the society is making it real. And 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 you know, uh, you know what um, an owner told me told me once, um, and we were talking, and this is a true story, we're talking about major investment that he had to do to make it a more sustainable hotel. And I said, oh my God, you know, this is this is a tough decision you had to make. And I said, you know what, it must have been difficult in challenging times. He said, no, it wasn't. And I said, oh, um, tell me more. He said, it was, it was my daughter. And I'm like, what do you mean? It was my daughter that drive the investment because the young generation believes in the sustainable nature of our business and believes that our planet and the people deserve a better chance. And so even if we 
are not the catalyst of change. The young generation is. The young leaders of our industry, you know, our, our own kids. I've learned how to recycle properly from my teenage daughter because I thought I was recycling, but probably, you know, I was doing it wrong. So it's, it's, it's the new generation that is going to make a difference. And that makes me very hopeful. It's the investor community that, that has, you know, green investment as the top priority. So it's not a fad. Absolutely not. Uh, hospitality uh, will become one of the most sustainable industries out there. It's just, it's just not, not hotels. It's just not hotels, uh, Filippo. We need to remember hospitality is not just about hotels. It's about the airlines. It's about the restaurants. It's about the bars. It's about the taxi drivers. So it needs everybody to come together. But I can tell you it's, it's definitely happening. It will be the conversation that will happen more and more as we go along. I think it's something that you, you probably quite enjoy because it's a form of giving back, giving back to the environment. Yes, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned before you, you wanted to give back what the opportunity that Crystal gave to you. So, you know, I mean, it's, correct. Uh, and correct. it's beautiful. Correct. And, uh, and and in, in the subject of giving back, I, I, I saw some of your interviews during the COVID time and the pandemic and uh, you were Wyndham have you run a fantastic program that I can't remember what it's called, but you know, the encompasses collaborating closer with your owners, franchisees, you know, yes. and uh, yeah. it's incredible. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it sounds quite a coincidence that, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you are on board in, in, a, in a time where it's so important to give back and, and feel close and I like one of your expressions that you said, you know, I mean, in, a, in another interview, you say, pick up the phone and tell your owner, hey, yes. thank you, thank you, you know, I mean, it's, uh, but how, how was the response from owners about this, you know, I mean, it's, uh, how was it? Give me some, uh, some stories that about... <laughs> Look, uh, uh, I always said uh, that is, is, thank you is a, is a word that uh, we use almost every day, but uh, the content under which you use it actually makes makes better sense uh we just call people to say thank you uh, we just uh, i just call a lot of people to say you know i don't want to talk to you about business how are you doing how's your family how are you feeling uh you know what's 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 your story mm -hmm. and and people were surprised at the beginning because you know it, it was you know the human side of our business sometimes we keep to forget uh, you know, it's all about business or it's all about, and I get it, you know, it's, we're all Wall Street listed and we've got, we've got a quarter to fight for, but it went a long way. Uh, picking up the phone and talking to people, it, it went a long way. And, and, and people were surprised at the beginning and, and they said, oh, are you asking me, uh, you know, is he calling me to ask for money or, or, you know, didn't I pay my franchise fees? And it wasn't about that. It was how, what can we do to help you? And, and just how are you doing? Uh, and and we, we, we ended up the conversation, conversation as, a, as a simple thank you. Uh, you know, there are times that people are fed up of listening to, to thank yous, but there are times that the word so simple that we use every day is so important to people's lives. And that's exactly what we've done. And we, we built another program saying, you know, telling, uh, you know, calling people and say, count on us, count on us to help you. Uh, you know, we count on each other at Wyndham. Uh, we have our cultural uh, programs called Count on Me. And we went out and we said, count on us. Count on us to be here. Uh, count on us to support. And, and count on us to be with you in this horrible journey. Uh, you know, people, this is the journey that people need company. <laughs> it's not a journey you want to you wanna, you wanna travel on your own. And, and, and that was a journey that we were all together. Uh, and that made a huge difference. And, and and the other thing that I kept on saying to people is never forget the lessons we learned in 2020. Never. Because we learned so much from a business perspective and a personal perspective. Never let go. Never forget the lessons we learned. Yeah. How, how this pandemic do you think have impacted the culture in hospitality? Oh, it, it created a, a, a far more camaraderie. It created, it created, uh, it brought us all together around the table. Uh, we all fought, fought a common enemy. We were not, suddenly we were not competitors anymore. We were, we were comrades uh, fighting a common enemy. Uh, um, at the same time, again, it made simple things mean a lot as a thank you or a phone call, as I said earlier. And at the same time, it, 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 it made us realize how resilient we all are. 
I remember I said to my team on the 14th of March, we closed the office and I said, okay, I'll see you in two weeks. And it's been 16 months that I haven't seen them because we're all working from home. We run a business working from home. Uh, we, you know, hotels. And, and look at Filippo, the, the unsung, and I know that here in the UK, they talk about the NHS and the heroes of NHS, rightly so. But look at the heroes of hospitality, the people who who worked with, um, you know, the community, provided meals to the community, provided shelter to homeless, um, gave back to the community, you know, vaccinated hotels or, or quarantine hotels. Look at the unsung heroes of, of, of the hospitality industry. I think it, it made us wiser. It made us, uh, uh, you know, brighter. And at the same time, it made us more humble that we realize that anything can happen in one day and, and things can, can we can lose everything so so all of these lessons i think they were they were okay i could live without the pandemic let's be fair of course but at the same of course <laughs> like 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 so many people they lost they lost their loved ones they you know it, it was devastating but never let go of the lessons and the experiences that we went through and the lessons we learned never let go of that yeah you manage, um, uh, and always talking about people, and, and obviously a fantastic program, you know, for your franchisees and uh, owners and the community, I say. But uh, I, I'm reading another of your quote that you did recently to Italian Middle East, and I, I love this one, but I want to ask a specific question. People you work with will want to see your inner soul. How do yeah. you get to show your inner soul Consider you manage a huge estate and a huge amount of people. How do you do it? How do you try to get people to know who is the real Dimitri? Uh, I think people. I think people can tell fake behavior. Uh, I think. I think people can can see right through us these days. Uh, we are all transparent. We are more more transparent than we 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 ever been. Second. Uh, you can fake once, you can fake two, twice, you can fool once, you can fool twice, but you cannot fool all the time. Uh, and, and third and most important, if it's part of you, who you are as a person, you just do it. Um, uh, as I said, one of, the, one of the most important things is that I've learned how to love people. And, and I think this industry is about loving people. Uh, I've learned how to smile even in in you know unforeseen circumstances and at the same time um uh, you know when the team saw the culture that we are building they just embraced it filippo they just embraced it and 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 that inner soul is not just me it's 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 all of us it's it's the company itself it's the dna of who we are as we've done and, and and that's what we try. Do we always are we always successful? Not so, not always. You know, we we've got our failures, and we're human beings. We, I know it sounds too good to be true sometimes, but we are all human beings. We all have our weaknesses, and we have our bad days and our good days. But at the end of the day, it's 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 all about you know the marks that you leave um, in your job with your team and and what what you want to be remembered with. Uh, so. It's better to be to be remembered as 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 a nice as a nice person that contributes something instead of instead of being completely opposite. So if you have that every day you wake up, I think life can become a bit easier. To be fair, what's your most memorable mistake or failure that says, "Gosh, I made a mistake, but I've learned a lot." Uh, oh, this has become very personal. Um, um, my biggest mistake was that I didn't spend as much time with my family as I wanted. Um, I I was selfish. I traveled. Uh, I I enjoyed, as I said, incredible journeys, incredible destinations, and incredible people. But a lot of that I've done it without my family. Uh, who who uh, who had to stay behind, and, and and my wife raised two amazing kids. I didn't spend, as I was building my career, as much time as I wanted with my parents. Uh, and when I lost my mother four four months ago, this is when I realized that possibly if I had the opportunity to fly back in time or change time, this is what I would have done. I would have spent more time with my parents and I would have spent more time with my family. Um, I've done a lot of business mistakes as well, um, but but that's the one that 
it's, it's it has a mark on me. Uh, it's that it's that personal time with family, and I'm, I I always use that alibi that you know that you know I do it for them because I need to build my career and I do provide for my family. But I realized that I was selfish as well, Filippo. I, I did it for myself as well because I wanted to be successful and I, I wanted to meet all these incredible people and go to these incredible journeys. So, so that's, if I could change something, that's what I would, I would change. What, what would you say to the 35 years old young Dimitri now? <laughs> uh, what I would say, I would say just, um, uh, remember that uh, uh, it's just a job; it's not a religion. Uh, so, so you know, just take it as it take it as it comes. And I would say exactly the same things I would say to the 57-year-old Dimitri that I keep on saying myself every day: love what you do, love people, and control the controllables because that's what life is all about. And and one thing that I've learned recently is, is learn how to play with the cards that you've been served. Uh, don't sit there and moan and be miserable about, oh, you know, life is unfair. Um, just just learn how to deal with the cards you've been served. Wow. So it's, uh, I think you've been very honest, you know, in, in all fairness. Not, not many people admit, but, uh, but, that, but that's probably why you are in the position that you are. Because, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, you show your greatness as a human being and you show your greatness as a, as a professional, you know, it's incredible. It's a uh, Filippo. Quick, quick question: Any of your two daughters following in your footsteps in hospitality? Oh no! Attempting? Uh, oh no! 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 Uh, my uh, and I'll tell you another private story. And uh, you know, you, you said about being honest in this. Yeah, I, you know, obviously you're a friend of mine, and I, I can I'm very comfortable with with you. So I'll tell you a story about my eldest daughter, she's doing her master's degree here in London, uh, and she's doing human rights. Uh, and I was on a zoom call the other day with a friend of mine personal call. And Anastasia was here in, in the apartment and said, Oh, let, let's, let's say hello to my friend. And my friend asked Anastasia, why? How did you choose human rights? And she said, because I want to make sure that I, I, uh, you know, I save humanity from people like my dad. So when when you when your 23 year old kid actually says that, it's an interesting it's an interesting comment. It's very interesting comment. We had a long debate after that. I said, "Oh, what exactly did you mean?" So I oh, don't take it too personal. Uh, so 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 they they want us both of them. They they one of them is doing human rights. The other one is doing uh, food processing. Uh, so 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 they are in a completely different industries. Uh, but look. They 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 enjoyed uh, the, the 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 beauty of hospitality. You know, they traveled with me. They've been to some of the incredible places we have. So, they they fell in love with hospitality. It's just they want to do something else with their lives. And and one thing that I, I have also learned is don't push your kids to do what you want them to do. Just let them let them be there themselves. So, and that is very important as well. It is incredible hearing your story because it's uh, very consistent. You know, I must admit, one you are one of the most consistent person I've met. In every interview you do, I went back seven or eight years. You know, from your RCI time to Wyndham, your wow. va your values stays the same. You never change. You know, I mean, it's, uh, and you always refer back to things that have really had an impact on you. And I want to ask you one question. What is the name of your favorite restaurant in the island of Paros? Because you say oh. that's an experience. <laughs> I want to know that restaurant. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, there, there are a couple of, a couple of, I love Paros. I, I own I own a timeshare there in Paros and I go every year. There's, uh, there's, there's a couple, uh, Acti Barbarossa is a, is a beautiful restaurant by, by, by the beach. Uh, they're active. Uh, it's another. Uh, it's another little little restaurant which is which is beautiful. Uh, and um, there are a couple. I mean, a couple have closed unfortunately because because of the pandemic. There were the impact of the pandemic. There were mama papa operations that they 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 couldn't stay open. But there there are some beautiful little restaurants and and and, and the Greek islands. I mean, they they're 
I mean, I, I, I'm biased, right? I'm Greek. I mean, they're, they're beautiful places to, to holiday. But uh, please uh, come over to Paris. As I said, it's, it's, it's exactly. a beautiful little island and you're going to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know, you describe this place, not about the food, because I'm sure there's no doubts about the food. You know, when you go to Greece, you know, it, it's reassurance, you know, I mean, it's, uh, uh, but you say, when I see the people around, in this restaurant and uh, you know they come from all over the world having a good time he reminds me one more time they did the right career choice as incredible you know yes. I mean, uh, you're very consistent yes. in everything you know i mean uh, you say do yes. where this life or where this uh, business you're very consistent but let, let, let's move <laughs> over I, I want to ask you something about the industry and uh, go um one question about it is that no, there's a big subject, lifestyle. You see a, a lot of the people in the industry going lifestyle, they're going merging, forming brands and that. You guys have got 20 brands, the largest hotel company in the world. I mean, when I read your numbers, guys, it's just scary. But the even scariest one is that the EMEA and Eurasia chapter, only 2006 born? You were, it yeah. was set yeah, up yeah, in 2006. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, huge, yeah. You're massive. Uh, yeah. and you're massive yeah. in this in this area, huge. So you've got 20 brands. You guys are very strong in the mid-scale sector and then upper scale, obviously, with the wind and brand. But everybody's going lifestyle. How? What's your thought about this lifestyle trend and how you guys are preparing to address it? You know? so, so good news, we have 21 brands. We have registry collection hotels that was launched two weeks ago, and this is exactly what it is. It it is uh, it is wow. a is a so soft brand for luxury uh, independent hoteliers, um, and and it's all about it's all about luxury. Uh, and and one thing that that you need to uh, you know I need to to say about Wyndham, and this is not a this is not a sales pitch, but uh, but we don't like to put segments or stamps. On travelers, I think I think this is this is over now. The same family that they can stay in a cottage or in, they can stay in a budget hotel. A, a month later or six months later, they can stay in a luxury accommodation or in a caravan park, or they can. So, so people now they are adventurers. They seek adventure. They seek experiences, and experiences can range from a budget hotel to a neutral luxury, from a caravan park to a cottage. From a from a, uh, a holiday park to to whatever, I I think the the days that we used to say, oh, this is the profile of my customer, I think they're long gone. I think people now just behave in different ways, bearing in mind their own personal circumstances and their needs. The same person that that can travel, you know, business class on a business trip. They can take a Ryanair flight and go to a, to a destination with their family and enjoy and enjoy a beautiful a beautiful vacation. So, for me, it's it's our brands. They do what they say on the title. Uh, we deliver we deliver consistency. We deliver value, and at the same time, we address every every type of traveler. I think when you travel with Wyndham. You can be any traveler you want because we have brands. We have 21 brands that meet meet your needs. So it's not about is it lifestyle trendy or is it luxury or is it business hotels going out of trend. I think hospitality is is here to stay, no matter if you are on the upper scale or on the budget segment, because there are so many people traveling today, Filippo. Before the pandemic, I think it was about two billion travelers around the world. The baby boomers are becoming more, you know, they've got more disposable income. People are going to travel. It's the only way to enjoy. So, you know what? It's an open open space for everybody, open door. As long as you do it right, as long as you do it with sustainability, you do it with, with the duty of care, you don't have nothing to worry about. And that's exactly what we do at Windham. It, 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 it's interesting, and I also like one of your remarks when uh, you, you go ask about design trends, and uh, people said, hey, what do you think is going to be the design trend? And your answer was an incredibly amazing answer. He said, we need to go back and address the basic needs of consumer, in yeah. particular sleep, a good, nice sleep, you know, Minisa. And, uh, and you guys are partnered with Russell Foxter for Oxford University to study 
a better way of sleeping and that. You yeah. know, I mean, um, it's quite interesting. Everybody else focus on lifestyle, new name, funky places. And you say, hold on a second. We stick to the core of hospitality, sleep. That's what my bedroom is for. <laughs> you know, I mean, why the directions? You know, I mean, um, yeah, look, because, because, you know, the essence of hospitality hasn't changed in, in thousands of years, right? Uh, people need a, a place to, to sleep. Uh, obviously, people need this place to work and a place to eat, but fundamentally, they needed a place to, to sleep. Uh, how many times you've actually walked uh, walked into a hotel room, you just checked in, you're going up to your room, the first thing you do is jump on your bed and see, oh, you know, well, this is a comfortable bed. Yes. And, and uh, you know what, if there was a camera, I mean, you could have seen me doing this all the time. Uh, every time I take in a room. So so the fundamentals of hospitality haven't actually changed. You can put all the bells and whistles and you can add all sorts of gadgets, but the fundamentals are there. Smile, sleep, eat well, and have safe and, and healthy surroundings. You have all this, either you are luxury, budget, lifestyle or no lifestyle, people are gonna have a great experience. You know, you can go to the best hotel in the world, the most expensive hotel in the world. People don't smile. They're grumpy. The service is horrible. Guess what? Did it make did it make a difference? Did it make your holiday better? No, it didn't. So for me, it's the basics of hospitality, the core that we always have to remind ourselves that, yes, you can add the bells and whistles, but the core is still very important for people. It's very much re resonate your father high level of customer service. You know, I mean, is uh, be friendly with everybody. You know, I mean, build any kind of relationship, which is yes. incredible. Is incredible, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, long live this basic concept. You know, I mean, that, that's to keep you going yeah. uh, all the time. And uh, I wanted to also to pick on. You know, I, when I was doing your introductions, I was uh, kind of. Um, you know, me joking about say, don't forget Eurasia because somebody did your introduction and you say, hey, I also look after Eurasia. And actually, <laughs> this is a really seriously important area of the world. You know, I mean, why is that? Yes. You know, I mean, uh, what, what fascinates you and why your focus is also on that, look, on that area? I, I think, uh, and what we call Eurasia in, in, in Windham is India, is, uh, you know, is, is Bhutan, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. Uh, you're talking about 1.4, 1.5 billion people, right? It's 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 an it's an amazing part of the world. It's 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 an amazing culture. I had the pleasure of living in India for for two years um, uh, back in the early 90s. It's it, it's a place where where um, it, it, it's a, it has so many things to offer. Uh, so we believe um, that, um, you know, there's a, a 350 million, uh, you know, middle class in India, uh, uh, you know, growing up uh, and, and, and growing as a middle class. Uh, the other thing about India is that the, it's 95% domestic. Only, I think, just before the pandemic, there were 25 million Indians traveling outbound outside of India. Can you imagine as this middle class grows? what potential that has for tourism, what potential for growth. And 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 I know that India and, and, and my hearts and, and thoughts and prayers are, are within my Indian colleagues and friends and owners um, because, you know, they're facing a humanitarian crisis as we speak. But, you know, this will be gone. Uh, you know, we will pass that and we will prevail. And the, and, and the future is extremely bright. Uh, so that whole that whole area, it's it, it's an amazing place it's an amazing place to be uh not just for the business but uh, culturally you know diversion inclusion is just is just a fascinating place that's why i i believe that we haven't seen the potential of 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 india and the eurasia region and the last thing on on india is look at how many and not just Indian, but the whole region. How many hospitality leaders came out of this? Look how many, how many GMs and uh, and and head of departments and people in hospitality around the world are are of Indian uh, descent or or owners. I mean, 
uh, Wyndham alone in the North America, we have thousands of, of Indian origin um, owners with our hotels. So, so it, it it is an amazing place, and I, I think it, it values the, the the key, the core concepts and principles of hospitality. That's why I'm so bullish about the future. Yeah, it's a it's a remarkable. I mean, how, how big is your pipeline, your Fisher pipeline in uh, in that Look, region, we, roughly? We've you we, look we've we've got we've got about uh, uh, fifty nine hotels already uh, wow. in in the region and we've got a we've got a, a pipeline or or twelve to fifteen hotels in the next eighteen months uh, we've got a lot of trusted owners a lot of the business comes from existing owners and at the same time we are one of the top um, international brands in the country you know there are some amazing brands in india right like the, the oberoi's and the tazas and, and the lemon trees and and all these guys and and they are an amazing school they 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 create hospitality leaders but from an international perspective i think we are we're in a very good place obviously we're not complacent we want to grow more and that's why we've got a great team there uh with Nikhil uh heading up heading our business there just make sure that um, that we and it's not just about growth it's about introducing India to our customers introducing India to our to our uh, to our Wyndham Rewards members so we're not doing doing it for us just for us it is about the country itself and this is important to us as well it's incredible. I never heard an hospitality executive saying that. It's actually introducing India to, to our customer, which is remarkable. It's a, it's a true collaborative approach, giving back Absolutely. And, and also you know, benefiting commercially from it. You know, when, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. We, we need to make sure that we introduce the destinations to, to our customers. Uh, uh, you know, what's the point of just putting a flag a flag in, in one destination and just uh, we have a duty of care to, to actually give back to that destination as well because it pays salaries and it creates job opportunities for people and this is important to us fantastic it's uh incredible we're coming towards the end of our conversation i will stay here forever you know i mean it's uh, i'm here listening to <laughs> you and, and uh but um, i have one question and um I want to massage your, your ego, but you don't have an ego because you, you're very humble, you know what I mean? And this scares me, you know, I need somebody to throw a massive number. You, you're so humble. But when I'm eating, if I listen to the conversation back and, uh, is, and we forget that we had COVID, I mean, since you took over a Wyndham, I mean, you, you must have grown the business massively. Only India, you said, you know, I'm growing by double digit. You know what I mean? Uh, what what? Tell me about your success, uh, Dimitri. Since you took over, how did you grow the estate? I, I, I was, I was, in, uh, I was very, I was very lucky. My predecessor, Dan Ruff, um, uh, who is a very good friend of mine, has done, a, uh, and and the guys before him, you know, they've done an amazing job building building the EMEA uh, EMEA region. You know, they they they've uh, they've created the region. They brought resources they 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 moved uh, responsibilities from north america to the region so i found i found an amazing platform uh, to to work on uh, uh, you know we we had to make some really tough decisions we lost some great talent because you know it was it was tough in the beginning uh, but again, uh, you know, uh, you'll hear me say this all the time. It was the right attitude, and and people got on board. Uh, you know, you just uh, you just go into a board a boardroom one day and you say, "Look, this is my vision," uh, and and I hope you are I hope you are on board. And and they were all on board. And and uh, you know, one man one man cannot make a difference. It's 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 always. It's always it's always a team effort, and and something that Jeff Bezos said, and I said it to my team from day one. He he said it's it's one of my favorite quotes. It doesn't matter how we disagree or how we debate within the boardroom. When we close the door, when we open the door again, there's only one voice. There's only one thing that we're all committed upon, and and we had some amazing debates. You know, we 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 argue a lot. You know, as you know, we are very we're very strong opinionated uh, uh, people at Wyndham. You know, and great hospitality professionals. But there's only one voice, uh, and and that actually helped us a lot. Uh, we were all focused on that one voice that we kept on hearing and playing in the back of our heads, and we all committed towards one goal, and that made it possible. We didn't go 
you know, in, in various directions, and each one of us has his own agendas. Uh, you, you know, and, and, and I had my red lines from day one as a leader. You never throw your people, anybody under the bus. You don't play politics and you don't have an agenda. Once people realized that that was who I was as a leader, it was very easy to follow. So, and I didn't do anything different apart from telling them these are my red lines and let's let's go out and do this. And we had, you know, we had challenges, we had failures, we had things that we learned that there's going to be more and more. And you never know anything, you know, anything can happen tomorrow, but we enjoy every single day because the key principles are there. We love people and we love what we do. And that drives our behavior. Incredible. It's not rocket science, really. So if I put a massive, gigantic white billboard on top of the Burj Khalifa, visible for hundreds of thousands of miles away, what message would you write on it? Wow. Uh, wow, that's a, wow, that's a very difficult one. Just, uh, just be yourself. You never lose uh, if you are yourself. Um, be yourself and, you know, whatever will be, will be. Uh, uh, be yourself and then people will just uh, will just realize and follow. Uh, if, you, if you try to fake it, it's, it's, it's not a good idea. Just be yourself. That's what I would say. Be yourself. That's, a, that's an incredible... Uh message so be true be 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 honest it's yeah, incredible yeah but true to yourself be true I, to yourself be under pressure i wanted to do this i want to change my glasses now because you an expert <laughs> question how many pair of glasses do you have oh god i've got 20 uh in various colors and shapes <laughs> but over the years i i've seen you i never seen oh that. oh I'm... yes oh yes yes i yeah i sell some i i some are destroyed some i lose yes yeah 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 i uh, you know uh, i i had a i had a proposal once i said oh when then you have a laser operation to get rid of your glasses and i said are you crazy this is part of who i am uh, it's 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 part of who i am and uh, i i love i love glasses i i love I, I think it, it reflects it reflects your personality as well. So I love them. So my question is, if you were not bored, would you wear glasses? Uh, Unless you were forced well, to because you can't see. But but you say okay, it's part of no, me. No, no. So I'm taking it yes. as my brand feature. Yes. Right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you probably you probably heard this before, but uh I, I was twenty-six years old. I was doing my master's degree in the University of Surrey in London. And I woke up one day and half of my hair went on my pillow. So I lost, I started losing my hair. And back in 1986, it wasn't very trendy as it is today, right? It wasn't, it wasn't trendy to be bald. So I got really aggressive. I got, I, I'm like, I don't want to go out. I'm going to stay here forever. I, I'm losing my hair. So my roommate said, listen, man, you need professional help. Go, go seek some help because you cannot stay in this room forever. So I went to this uh, psychologist and I told him all the story, 45 minutes. I downloaded all my stress and I said, I cannot go out. I'm losing my hair. So he looked at me and he said, okay, I've got the answer. I said, oh my God, this is it. He's going to give me a pill. Everything, you know, my hair is going to go back. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm happy. And he said, nope, you're going to lose all your hair. It's, it's genetic. Go back home, save your head, and go to London. I was wearing some really boring black glasses and, and buy a pair of red glasses. And I'm like, are you a doctor? Can I, see your, can I see your diploma? I mean, what kind of advice is this? He said, look, man, you're going to lose your hair. It's inevitable. Buy a pair of red glasses. And that's it. So I bought the funkiest, biggest pair of red glasses you've ever seen. Guess what? Everybody said, oh, I love those glasses. Nobody noticed I'm bold. So it changed my life. It made me a happier person. And that's why I've got all these different glasses and so many different shapes because it's part of me. That's, wow. how, I, that's, how, I, that's how I build my, my personality because, you know, I, I thought I thought the fact that I was bald was wearing these bright red glasses that everybody paid attention to, and not my hair. <laughs> I tell you, I, I don't know what, what happened. I don't know what happened to that doctor, but he gave me the best advice ever. <laughs> so we we have learned also that doctor, you know, I mean, can be brand advisors because that <laughs> yes. is incredible. Exactly. I, honestly speaking, you know, I changed my glasses for that because. 
I've never seen somebody that go, not only change glasses, but you also pick very amazing frames, colors, shapes. It's incredible. So, you know, oh, it's a, you develop a talent, which is in a second to nothing or to nobody because uh, you know how to build brands. So I, I think I understand why Windows employ you. You know, you know how to build brands. So you just say, let's bring it on board and do the classic effect on our company even more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, Dear oh, Dimitris, so it's been an absolute pleasure. I, I, I know I've enjoyed it. I'm ecstatic. As I wrote in the email, you bring joy, you know, and I think you made my day. Um, I see for us that. You, you... No, man, you know, as, as I said, it's, uh, you're a friend and I felt extremely comfortable. Uh, you, you did a lot of uh, background reading, so thank you very much for that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, I see some people and the things that they do uh, and the legacy they leave behind and I am, I am humbled and I do hope that somebody somewhere when I'm long gone will remember a couple of things that I that I have done, me and my team have done, and, and and that's about it because it is important. It is important to remember. It's not just about us. It's about yeah. it's about all the others as well. Yeah, look, I, I very much mirror and uh, and uh, I I empathize with um, with you because uh, when I was reading your stories and your interviews and that again is. And I, I used to say to my guys, if you, if you want to make a lot of money, this is not the industry for you. But if you want to make a lot of friends, you're in the right place. Yes. And, and, yes. and uh, you know, and, and what is incredible, and I always say to them, when I used to ask people, why do you go to Harvard? Why do you go to Oxford? Why do you go to Cambridge? And they say, for an amazing network. Educa it is obviously an education is, has to be supreme because... You know, the people that score this university, they always rank number one, number two, so the top. But they say it's the network. So I say, come to hospitality. You travel the world, you meet a lot of people, amazing experiences. And you know what? You know, True. yes, we might sacrifice our own family, but the, the, on the flip yeah. coin, how many stories did you tell your daughters? Yes. Huge. True. They're fed up by now. They're but, fed up no, by no, now. but they will remember, they will pass it on to their children. I said, these are stories yes. that... If you go work in a bank, same place, same place, you make millions of dollars, but you have nothing to tell. Your children will be bored. You're also bored because you tell them too much, right? <laughs> so, yes, you know, we learn, but they're also amazing, you know, and it's fantastic. Yes, we're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed uh, to be given the opportunity to work in hospitality. We, we should never forget, forget that, awesome. ever. I always say that, you know, you know and uh, during the pandemic, I've... I look at the hospitality industry like the Navy SEALs, you know? They would rather die, but yeah. they never quit. Yes, yeah. They yeah. never we quit. Never, we ne yes, we never quit. They We're never, never going to give up. And, and remember, uh, that Oxford uh, guy or that Nobel Prize winner, he will still need to go somewhere to have a rest. Oh, yes. And this is what we're here for. A good night's sleep, right? <laughs> a, good, a good night's sleep. Absolutely. Excellent. Man. Thank you very much, Dimitri. All is amazing.